Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. And on the line with me, I have Chicha and Jimmy. Hello, hello, good evening. Well, hello. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, welcome back, the two of you. I am, like, super excited to have you on because... We've had some listeners that was ready to hear you all do your couple thing. Okay. Okay, we're excited. (laughs) (laughs) So this podcast is overall about you guys, um, but also just displaying healthiness in a relationship. So, you know, to kind of talk about some mountain times and then being in your valley as well along with just other things to keep couples going, okay? Okay. All right, so first question, do you believe in love at first sight? Um, hmm, do I believe in love at first sight? Um, Obviously not, because you got to think about it. <laughs> Love that's strong. You may have a, a, a great fond, but no, I'm gonna answer no. No. What what about you, Jimmy? It depends on the individual. I know not for me. Yeah, it wasn't like that. I'm not gonna even lie about it. So yeah, no. So how long you all been together now? Is it like twenty five years? Almost. I, I was sitting here trying to do the math since ninety eight. It'll be twenty five years in uh, November. I just, I, I think I was about twenty, and I want to say nineteen or twenty when I first met you, Chichi. You probably it was so long ago, and I was like, dang, I think they've been together for you know almost twenty five years. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's Y'all get all. Oh yeah, no doubt. Hell yeah, I know I am. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I usually, I never, I never admit to that, but yeah, I am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a young so, old, though. <laughs> you a young old? Yeah, I'm a young, because I'm not 45 yet. I, I'm not 45 yet, so I'm still a young old. Okay, okay. So you call the people <laughs> over 45 old? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys remember the moment that you knew you were in love? Yeah. Yes, I do. I remember. Tell us about it. Um, believe it or not, the the moment that I knew um that like I I really loved him was um it was in two thousand. It was in 2000. It was in between the time of me graduating, um, me taking my first trip with him, um, and then also all the the stuff that happened with him. Um, You know, I'm just being honest, him getting shot. You know, when he got shot, um, that that really pushed all my feelings to the forefront and, and let me know that I really did care about him because I was devastated when he got shot. So that's what let me knew that that the, that the feeling that I had already been having was real was when he got shot. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, Jim? Uh, I would say it would it would have been before then. I would say right uh, early two thousand when we had took a we had, we had took a New Year's Eve a New Year's trip mm-hmm. uh, to commemorate her graduating with her bachelor's degree. We had went on a road trip down south. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to go to Florida, but some shit happened with that that was out of our control, and we ended up in uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. I remember that, and we ended up doing. New Year's Eve in New Orleans, and then we ended up in Atlanta. We was gone for about seven, ten days, and we just chilled. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that that trip and all that that came out of that. Because uh, I think she, she ended up getting pregnant, too, <laughs> out of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, no, actually, she did. No, she you didn't get pregnant. That was next year. That was the following. That was an old one. So I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. So now, nah, but now nah, that trip was uh that was that 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 trip to uh New Orleans for New Year's Eve was was the trip that I knew. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. All right. What are you What are you most grateful for in your relationship? I would say for me, uh, is my two kids. Uh, that's your legacy. Uh, just to have you know built I, I'm I'm just blessed that I didn't have to uh go through the baby mama thing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people that you know I watch a lot of my homies and just and female females as well have to go through that uh as part of raising their kids. I'm just grateful that I didn't have to do that. I had the same partner. So my, my thing I'm grateful for the kids and just the whole re- relationship and how they ended up and just excited to see how they gonna end up with their life and you know grow into being adults and things like that. Oh yeah, I I, I think I would probably wholeheartedly agree. Um, definitely our two kids. Um, just especially from seeing how we were in the beginning without kids, um, and then just fast forwarding years later, and you know our kids are about to be grown. Um, and just the fact that I'm not gonna lie, I just told him this the other day. I was like, you know. I don't care what nobody said. I'm like, we're awesome as parents. Like, I we, I just had to pause. Like, we've done a great job. If we never tell ourselves anything else, if nothing else, we've been great parents. So that part, um, and just me, for me, just having Jimmy around, just having him in general, just having him around, um, just has really helped me and, and just throughout the years and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would agree with him. Amen. Um, I really do value you guys' relationship and the commitment that you all share. You know, kids are so hmm, wrapped up in the wrong things, right? Um, and I, I am going to get into Simone and Jonathan because I wanted to hear you all's take on that as well. But kids are so wrapped up in the wrong thing. And here you are with two black parents who are educated, right, who broke what society had mapped out for us. You know what I'm saying? And then you're instilling this into your children and about to watch what they become. Will they make some choices along the way? Yeah, that's what experience is all about. We all did it, right? But they have the foundation, and so they'll circle around to what they know. You know, so good job. Y'all are great parents. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Definitely appreciate it. Y'all are really good parents. Um, what 
is the funniest thing you've all witnessed with one another? <laughs> uh, <laughs> funniest thing. Uh, funniest thing. Man, we, we have a lot of, cause we're fun. So we have a lot of funny moments. Uh, you know, for me, uh, I remember falling down our basement stairs with the Christmas tree. I remember that was funny. It wasn't funny like when it first happened, but it was still funny because right. I was trying. He, Jimmy told me, he was like, take the tree apart and take it down. I was like, no, I got it. I was like, I got this. I know how to do it. And like, I got to like the, the third or last <laughs> stair and I just, I just took a step and I missed like the last three stairs. And you just heard me like, boom. I actually had to go to urgent care. Like I had twist my wrist and twist my foot and everything. Like I had really almost fucked myself up, but it was just so funny though. It was just like, it was really funny. Yeah. That's something I can remember that was funny. Well, for me, I already know, uh, it ain't that, but, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. And not. I had a couple incidents, but the funniest one, uh, uh, when I bust my motherfucking head when I was, uh, 25 on my 25th birthday. Oh, yeah, I had to go. I just say I spent the uh, the, uh, the the last part of my birthday oh, my in uh, in the emergency room. I got 15 stitches in the back of my head. Yes, and people thought that teacher had hit me in the head. Yes. Still to this day, my mama and them thought I was lying. Yes. But I was like, man, you think I'm a motherfucking punk or something? You think I'm letting yes. a motherfucker hit me in my head? Yeah, what the fuck you think I am? Yeah, but no, nah, I really did too much. Me and my brother kicked it that whole weekend, little sleep, and I just too much. That one, and then another one was funny as hell. Was when I uh doing too much again, young drinking and shit, and uh fell out. It, it had on the motherfucker a velour jacket. Music so child, we would fell out the music so child. Yes, he passed out. Oh my god, hey, he they called out. the security. I got so oh my god, it was so embarrassing when they called the police. <laughs> Cause you can go to jail for that shit. So it I was got, so embarrassing. Hey, the funny Man. thing, I got a cab. We missed the last part of the concert. All that shit. <laughs> Luckily, the hotel we was in downtown Chicago. The hotel was mm, right across mm, mm. the river. We walked to the uh, concert because it was that close from the hotel. It was only a block, but I was in no condition to walk, so we took a, a cab mm, back. Mm, mm. But the icing on the cake is that the next day when we uh, left the hotel, we went and had lunch at Cheesecake Factory. And guess who was having lunch there? Music, music so, so I got to so, see him. So we got to meet him and talk to him and everything. He got she got autographs and everything. He, he was, made up for yeah, it. He was real cool. So he and we told him what happened and everything. He was laughing and shit. Uh, I said, yeah. He said, man, I, I heard some commotion. He said that was you. Yeah. He said, yeah, that was me. <laughs> no, and I'm about to add the last funny part was for New Year's this past New Year's. <laughs> I thought he was about to pass out. I, I don't know what. I think he I think he'd be taking edibles on the low and don't be saying I really do. I think I think he'd be taking extra edibles on the low and don't be saying anything. And I think they all kick in at one time. Cause for New Year's, he was cool. We did the the the, the countdown. We was dancing, everything. And then next thing you know, I was just it like, just dude. Yes, it just hit him. But you know, the funny thing is, 20 minutes later, this nigga got up talking about, yeah, I'm straight, let's go to the strip club. And we literally <laughs> went to the strip club after that. Literally went to the strip club after he had just almost passed out. So, yeah. Funny moments, yeah. Oh, 
So, what three words would you all use to describe each other? What three words? Well, Jimmy, I would say loyal. Uh, he's very loyal. Um, that's one thing. Like when when he ride for you, he ride for you, and and there's no wavering from that. Um, I'm gonna say romantic. People don't think that he's romantic. I don't even think sometimes he thinks he's romantic, but he does a lot of little things that to me are, are romantic. He'll never fess up and say they are, but to me, they're romantic, especially with me, because I'm like a person who loves romance. I'm a, you know, I'm the person who loves love and all that type of stuff. But it'd be little things that I pick up from him that to me seems very romantic. So I would say romantic, loyal, um, intelligent. I'm not going to lie. I always say this, that I've met a lot of men in my life in the field of education and things like that. But the way Jimmy thinks is on a different level. I'm going to be real honest with you. Like where my thinking may be like one, two dimensional thinking. His is more like three. Like he sees stuff like five steps ahead. Like shit that I'm not even thinking about, not even in my hemisphere of thinking. He didn't already thought that out and already came up with the scenario, the synopsis, all that. And whereas I'm still sitting here like, okay, I'm still stuck on the first part. And he's not already, his mind already on the fifth part. I'm trying to catch up to him. So when it, it it's a lot of stuff that he, you know, sometimes he, he's real good at, uh, at foreshadowing certain things. And I just be like, how can he do that? But it's because of the way he thinks his level of intelligence allows his brain to just think that far ahead. So for me, it's romantic, intelligent, and loyal. Um, I would say um, uh, what pops up the first one is loving just because you know the way I grew up you know I didn't have a lot of that shown and and Chicha I think I've talked about this in the past but uh, she's uh, genuinely a loving person it's really hard you got to be a real asshole to get on her bad side and so uh, for me, she showed me that that part of life because I didn't really have exposure to a lot of that, especially with public displays of love and things like that. So I witnessed that, uh, you know, for one, just in the relationship, just with me and her, but with other with her relationship with her extended family, as well as with the kids, you know, because I didn't grow up with, you know, with my mom kissing me and things like that. Whereas you, you know, that's, that's common in our household. So I would say that, um, I would say resilient, uh, you know, being a black woman in, in America is a hard job. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand that, um, you know, we run our household like a small business and, uh, she's the backbone of it. So, you know, when you're running a, a, a bit of small business, you're going to have ebbs and flows peaks and valleys and so you have to have a person that's steadfast and she's pretty resilient so I would say uh, resilient and and then the other thing uh, is just you know uh, uh, beautiful you know uh, I believe that mm -hmm. you know beautiful and intelligent mm -hmm. all wrapped in one you know um, she's she's got that um, that's what I 
to me, I've always seek that in women. That uh, of course, you the first thing that attracts you uh, is the physical. But for me, I've always because of I've been blessed to be around smart black women, and so I've I've always appreciated a smart woman. And so for me, um, the intelligence piece is 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 key, and the beautiful piece that goes along with that. So I will wrap all that up into you know even though it's two things, but I put it all into one. And so uh, I would say, like I said, loving, resilience, and then the beautiful slash uh, intelligence piece. Now, I just need y'all to know that I'm always crying, right, over every <laughs> little thing. And so I'm like, <laughs> in real life, wiping That's my the- eyes, right, because <laughs> this, you know, it's one thing to become vulnerable, to open up your heart, right, to other people. This is this is years of growth, right? Despite the tough times, despite the good times, right? And to be able to share and still hear the love. I'm not looking at y'all, but I can hear and feel the love that y'all have for one another. And that lead me into this question for you, Jimmy, because you know, I know where we came from. I know what it was like. You know what I'm saying? And so was it tough learning to display those emotions and then what advice would you give other males you know that don't know what it's like to you know you you see certain things and different families and different things like that but you don't know how to display those emotions you keep a man a in there but people gotta peel back the layers you know like a banana pull it out to try to get it out so what advice would you give somebody I would say, uh, for me, uh, for one, I'm I'm always still learning. I know I'm not the best husband, nor best father. I never put myself in that category, nor do I think I'm the worst either. But uh, I would say uh, one thing I've learned over the years, and I'm still learning what it is. Uh, is communi- he's great at both. It's, he it's, really it's, is great it's, at it's both. communication. I think that's p uh, key. I think. For me, I always tell this to the homies, is that a lot of people, they be lying in relationships. And what I mean by lying, they don't be straight up with the person on who they really are. And so for me, it was certain things she should tell you. Uh, she know everything about me when it comes to certain things, you know what I'm saying? From, from finances to how I grew up, to, to, to capers I done pulled, all type of shit. Um, you know what I'm saying? And she, uh, I think people need to uh, be communicating. And when I say communicate, they need to be straight up. So a lot of guys don't be straight up with a woman from the get-go. And then they find out certain things along the way. And they, they've been having a good time. But then this is a major thing they like. And so now you have trust issues. And so mm-hmm. one thing about any relationship, all relationships are built on trust. And so from trust, everything else filters from it. That's how you develop love. That's how you have reciprocity in relationships. And so for me, people got to be straight up. And so when you're straight up, that means you're being vulnerable. And so a lot of black men don't know how to be like that. The only person that they generally are vulnerable with in their life is their mama. And so because their mama know everything about it. Their mama know that they shitted on themselves till they was 12. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
And so they, but they not gonna tell a girl that. They not gonna tell a wife that. And then she wonder why every time she watched watch this nigga, this not me. But every time she watched this nigga draws, he got doodle streak. And, and his shit. And his mama know that he was doodling on himself his whole life. But I'm just saying, uh, he need to tell her. He, had, he need to tell her he had a gastrointestinal <laughs> issue, issue. But he too ashamed to tell her that. I mean, let's just some some shit. But it be it could be simple shit like like. Let me give you example with me. When I used to date women and meet them first, I was I've always some people. I love marijuana. I love cannabis. You know, I don't look at it as like the way people look at it as recreational. I know the the medicinal and therapeutic. Uh, benefits behind it and I've always thought that so when I used to date women especially in college you know you like once again you're dating different type of women and so a lot of people wasn't into that especially in the early 90s mid 90s and stuff and so a lot of women that wasn't their thing but I was straight up with them so you ain't gonna find out that you know I showed up smelling like some weed or I'm at the crib and you upset and so that that was the thing with me and Cheech. I was straight up with certain things on this is how I move. Woo, 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 woo. When I would go back to the, uh, take it back to the hood, uh, to Gary, I, you know, I was straight up. I said, hey, we stay off Fifth Avenue, Section 8 shit. It ain't the best shit, but it ain't the worst shit. You know, just being straight up with a person so they, you know, they can make their choices for who you are. And then they not discovering shit along the way. And that's not just that. That's the finances. That's sexual. Your 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 sexuality, what you into, all that. Because you don't, you know, a lot of a lot like I said, a lot of men don't really communicate and they don't talk. That's just black men in general. Uh we don't do that. We just don't. You know what I'm saying? And so you find out a lot of shit later when a nigga blow up and you like, damn. And you just like all you had to do was say something. So I would just tell guys from the beginning is just at the beginning of a relationship, just be straight up uh, with the person. You know what I'm saying? That's if you're trying to build something with that person. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, for me, it's just being straight up communicating. You gotta, you gotta constantly always do that in a relationship. Yeah. And make All no right. assumptions. Make no exceptions. Make no assumptions. Assumptions. So relationships are forever evolving. How have you all's priority change priorities changed over the past ten years? Oh, I know for me, the last ten years. I mean, I it's funny because to me, I think sometimes the priorities always changing. Um, just because different situations, like the priority may be getting a better job. So then that becomes your priority. You know, um, at that point in time, your kids may be into sports. So their schedule becomes your priority. So I think for me, my priorities have shifted based on what was going on with our unit. Um, you know, always the priorities to, for me as a mother, as a wife, my prior, my first priority is to keep my family healthy. And that's through love, that's through cooking, that's whatever. So my first priority is always health and wellness. That's first. And then after that, my priorities are just really based on what we got going on in this house, um, the time of the season, what people are into. You know, like right now, our priorities have shifted somewhat towards the kids. You know, Layla's in a couple of weeks about to graduate. We're just honestly trying to get her into college. 
you know, we want her to have a successful first year. Jaleel's about to go into his senior year. So we want him to finish strong. And, he and finna he, be a senior already? Oh, yeah. He just took his last final of his junior year. So he's about to be a senior in college. So he's about to be going into his last year. And we want him to finish strong and, you know, get internships and jobs and stuff like that. But then at the, at the same token, we've also shifted the priority back to us. Because, like, we have a cruise book for our honeymoon. We're going to Dominican Republic. You know, we're looking at what trips we're going to Vegas for his birthday. So we, you know, on the back burner, the next priority is us. Because it's, like, it's almost like we're... um getting back to dating again, getting back to us. Cause now we don't necessarily have to focus all of our attention and priorities on our kids. So now we, we really get to truly go back to that for me. And I can't speak for him, but this is all from my point of view. But for me, I feel like we're getting back to that romantic stage of, of dating again. Cause we, 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 you know, go out on dates more, you know, taking more trips again and stuff like that. Cause now we don't have to worry so much about kids. So um, for me, the priority, you know, for the next year or so would be the kids starting off strong, finishing strong, and then us getting back to where we are. And then for me on a personal level, um, my career development, because I, I want, I've been uh, reevaluating myself and my career and things like that. And um, I'm just being honest. I'm a black woman with a master's degree. I have special education background. You know, I have too much behind me, so I want to get paid. And um, I'm, I'm looking for the company that's going to pay me what I'm truly worth as a black educated woman in America. So um, that's part of my priority as well. So that's my point of view. <laughs> well, for me, I, th- I think a little bit differently. Uh, uh, I, I think, and some people may think this is selfish, but I always believe in the, the uh, I'm going to follow the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So I believe in doing for self. And I believe that uh, it's like when you're on a plane. When they tell you on the plane you got your kids with you, then in the minute of emergency, mm-hmm. put that mask on yourself first. Don't not your kid. And because if you do that, you won't be able to help the kid. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I believe that my priority is always making sure that I'm straight. Because if I'm not straight mentally, physically, uh, financially, then I can't position myself to help anybody else that being my family and extended family and friends. And so for me, the priority right now, and I tell my, my homies right now, it's two things. It's, it's real easy for me, health and wealth. So, cause I'm at a different stage in life. And so all of them right now is about health because you can't function and do nothing else if you don't have that. So it's making sure that, you know, homies of my age, making sure that they get their annual physicals, check themselves as a black male for prostate cancer. Uh, you know, if you have pre-existing conditions in your family, you know, you 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 have to face that reality. If you got diabetes in your family, niggas got hypertension and shit and you susceptible to health. And then when you got your health right now, you can focus on getting your motherfucking money. And so when you get your money, money doesn't solve a lot of things. It just gives you access and resources to other things. And so that way you can help other people. You can help extended family members and things like that or what have you so for me uh it's, you know the priority is is the self and then from there it funnels into everything else that's that's how my, my thinking is always has always been <laughs> yes it has so uh everything flows from that that's just the way i'm always thinking and so i'm never uh complacent 
because of that. Uh, I don't believe in settling. I'm always mm-hmm. trying to think of the, the next move uh, to, to, to just move, just to move to the next level. That's what I'm always thinking. And so uh, that just, that's just, that's the reason why I didn't did certain endeavors uh, in the past couple of years, because that's just how I'm always trying to position myself away. So that's just how I think with that. that those are my priorities. So health and wealth. All right. So to go down in some valleys, how do you all handle disagreements? And will you share a few tough times with us? And how did you overcome them? What did you guys do? You said how you get through tough times, just cuss a nigga out. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but on on a serious that note, that works sometimes. It does work sometimes. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie, it does work sometimes. Um, but you can't make a habit of that because that's not that's not the best communication practices. So, um, on a serious note, um, we have disagreements just because of just like you said how we think, just how we are. You, this is the thing that people don't understand about a marriage. Before you start talking all that husband wife shit, y'all just two people. So y'all just like any relationship, just like a mom and a, and a, and a child gonna disagree, just like a sister, brother, two cousins, auntie, uncles, whatever. And, and people act like when you marry, you can't disagree, or once you become in a, a, a serious relationship with somebody, y'all can't disagree. No, it's still my opinion. It's still your opinion. Now we may fuse those opinions together sometimes, and we may agree on things, but then we also agree to disagree. And Jimmy know that I'm very strong-headed sometimes with some stuff. So even he may tell me A, and I still may do B, just because that's just who I am. That's just my personality. So you have to be prepared and 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 willing to accept that about that other person. That y'all may not always see eye to eye, and that when y'all don't see eye to eye, it's not the end of the world. Now, have we had some serious conversations? Of course, because I think any couple that's serious, you're going to go through some times where, especially if you've been together for a long time, where things may need to evolve. Whatever that is, whether that's like you telling your husband, like, man, we ain't went out on a date in 10 years. We ain't went on a trip in 10 years. We need to go back to going on a trip. Whatever it is that that person feels, you got to be, be be willing to listen to it, whether it's hard, not hard, whatever, but you still got to be willing. You may not like the shit. You may get mad at the person. You know, you legitimately may stay mad at a person for days and stuff like that because what they said may be somewhat true and you may not know how to take that. Or you may even disagree with how they how they feel about it, but you still got to be willing to, to at least hear it. And, and, and hear, you know, I always tell Jimmy, that's your truth. I know sometimes he may get tired of me saying that, but I just truly be like, that's your truth. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't tell you how to feel about certain things. And so sometimes we may disagree. Now, what I try to do is, because I'm not going to lie, I'm an only child. I'm a little petty at times. So I just try not to be petty about certain stuff when you do have disagreements. Because, you know, when people can be petty, especially women. I'm just being honest. Women can be petty. You're going to hold the pussy from your nigga because he said something to you. So it's like you, you got to... You got to kind of pause and be like, okay, because we don't went five days without talking now. We don't went five days without touching because I'm being petty and I don't want to be mature enough to admit that I'm being petty about something that may have even be truthful about what he said. But I'm just mad because he said it. So now I'm going to punish him by being petty. And then and so, too, and open being, up doors for other people to come in. You know what I'm saying? So 
they need to be mindful of that holding out you know yeah and you know it's funny because you know jimmy always say you know we always be watching stuff and you you see the blow-ups where people like this man got caught cheating this man got caught cheating and, you know jimmy had said a long time ago he was like you you realize like men cheat for basic sex favors that they can't get at home sometimes Men cheat because they're not getting the attention or the compassion. You know, they're not feeling love. You know, they're not feeling it. Yeah. They're not feeling respect. And see, that's the thing. Women just think it's just about you making a man feel good and stuff like that. But you also have to respect him as a man. And you know, I ain't going to lie. Uh, a lot of black women talk hard at men. Like, they yeah. talk hard at them. Bitch ass nigga. And yeah. that, that's not how you talk to a dude. So it's just like... The, and, and I think this is a, a generational thing with, with how you see black women talking to black men now, but it's, it's causing a disconnect and it can cause a disconnect in your relationship. If your man feel like not only are you not loving him, you're not giving him no love, but then on top of that, you're being disrespectful and being disrespectful can go down so many roads. Being disrespectful could be how you don't talk to me. You don't fix my plate. You don't cook my food. Uh, being disrespectful could be you going out to the clubs when you know you ain't supposed to being disrespectful. You posting certain pictures you shouldn't be posting. You kiki and ha-ha with certain niggas. You ain't, it, disrespectful can go down so many roads. But you got to be aware of that. And you just got to be mindful of that as a woman if you really want the relationship to last. And I'm not perfect. I'm evolving myself. I'm not perfect at all. I'm, I'm evolving. I'm learning. But I'm just trying to be better than what I was before. Yeah. Well, for me, I would say uh, I don't think she answered the question. Then you analyzing my answer. So, uh, I would say the, the arguments that we we've gotten into it with uh, over the years, the big main arguments, uh, the blow ups have been about parenting, her okay, her, her style, on you know her approach on the kids and my approach on the kids. And so we've had some major blowouts with that That's uh, true. over the years because of that. And I mean, we went through just the past year. So we went through some tough shit because I, I you know, you, you see your kids and I see certain things because I grew up in the streets and I, and, you know, I can see certain things. And because of her vantage point is different. And so we've had a, uh, I, I'm tell, I'm dead serious some major blowups because of that. It's not because of, she think you cheat. We've never really mm -hmm. had those type of uh, uh, arguments about cheating, looking at a woman yeah. cheating or being accusatory. I've never had. I don't know what that is. I've never had that. Mm -hmm. And so, but the big blowups have been uh, over the kid. I would say, uh, and then anybody being real in a real relationship, we've had our, our blowups over sex uh, over the years. Nothing recently, but over the years, you know about that, and, it, and you know. When you look at it as a man, you know, I looked at it from her vantage point. We was both working crazy shifts. Uh, and, you know, she's working, plus coming home, being a full-time mom. So you, you learn, you know, that whole thing. But then you run into a thing. I call it the pussy wars. And so, <laughs> you know, there's, there's like a war. Being petty with the pussy. It's, it's like a war of attrition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody wins those type of wars. Mm -mm. And so, uh, but, you know, you go through those in a relationship because mm -hmm. anybody say they haven't. They lying. They lying. And so, uh, lying. but, you know, and those things, depending on how they go, they can get into dangerous territory, especially mm -hmm. if you have a relationship where the bonds are not real strong. And so that's how, especially in today's world, 
well, you know, accessibility is real easy for, you know, people to get in trouble. And then there you go with that. And then uh, another thing I would say um, was I learned is that when you have an argument, it's just focus on stuff you can control and can't control. And so for us, you know, we to keep a lot of shit down is you can control the external stuff. You control the type of energy you get from people you hang around with. So that's one thing we try to do is, you know, hang around other couples, other people that's on other positive shit. Because in a minute, like she'll tell you, I tell my my homies in a minute, hey, G, you know, don't talk, don't talk bad about your girl to me. I tell them in a minute, I don't do the relationship shit. I don't because you got two choices, fam. You ain't about to dog your girl and call it. I mean, some niggas are trying to dog that girl. Yeah. And then I be like, damn, why you with the bitch? I'm just yeah. keeping it real. <laughs> I'm like, why you with? Because you got a choice, fam. So for me, you either work that shit out or don't work it out. But don't sit here and, and do it like that. Because I niggas will tell you, I ne- you'll never hear me. Th- we can go through some shit. I never uh, dog my girl out. And then I would say one major, we, we didn't even have a disagreement. But I told her about how I was feeling with certain things. And I told her that I felt that she was being unattentive and that I was doing more of the dating, like she said earlier, with the romantic. You know, I do some shit for her. But I was like, I felt that, you know, recently it wasn't being reciprocated. And so I told her that. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> she said she's going to make an effort to do more with it. So, like I said, we and this is something recent within the past month or so. So, you know, we always evolving trying to be better we definitely i know i'm definitely not perfect and i never try to pre- present myself as being uh perfect, perfect exactly. uh, relationship. and for the record i would love to say that because like in no way shape or form have we ever you know when we post up what we do and how we do stuff and just us being together it's just genuinely because we love each other like we just love each other company we like being around each other like it's some people, some couples who like, they don't kick it at all. Or like if they do is to go out to other events and stuff like that. Like we literally sit in our basement together every night and we sit here and crack jokes on each other or whatever. And so that's, 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 you know, one thing, you know, I would just, just, yeah, you just, yeah, you just, you just got to be willing to evolve and listen and, and he did like, and I didn't get offended when he, when he, when he, you know, told me how he felt. I just said, you know what? You're right. I will try to do better. And I did. I didn't took him out a couple of times since then. So he said it. I felt it. I agree with it. And I told him I'll try to do better. And that was just the end of the story. Okay. Now that, that, that was taken. I will tell you this. I have evolved into that. I have evolved to that response that I gave him because the, the old teacher, young teacher was, would have been like, what you mean? And I would have been combative, like, give me an example. Da, 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 da. So it's like, I'm trying to evolve to where I hear what you're saying. I agree. Let's, let's make it better. I'm not going to argue with you because that's how you feel. Let's just try to make it better. I always say that the 20 year old you should not be the 30 year old you should not be the 40 year old you you should mm-hmm. always be growing yeah some people get complacent and even you know friends that's a, that that be around you are friends that you didn't cut off because they stuck in their 20s and it's like yeah. no i can't do that you think you better well it is what it is because i got boundaries right it's only certain energies that i'm allowing in you know um 
have you all ever thought about divorce or went to counseling and things like that? And what would you recommend for couples that's like in long-term marriages or even beginning out? What would you recommend um, for them when they hit challenging times? Um, the, 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 the counseling therapy thing we did try that when we were younger, this is, we were, we were real young when we tried this and I ain't gonna lie. It's funny because I think we went to like one or two sessions and we was like, this is some bullshit. Like, we could figure this shit out on our own. We're not about to pay no motherfucker to sit in here and talk about each other in front of each other to a perfect stranger who don't know neither one of us, but we paying them for this. So after that, we never went back. And we I think we pretty much just had like a silent vow that we, fi- we figured that shit out. I think part of the reason why that didn't work uh, was that it wasn't uh, co- culturally appropriate. The people we was talking to, I think, was some, a white woman and the other was a mm-hmm. black girl. These were young girls who wasn't in relationships. They probably looked like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't make any judgment, but I think the one girl may have been in a lesbian relationship. So those are different from a heterosexual relationship, black people fighting every day against white supremacy. And so, cause those are those things people don't want to talk about, but those things affect your relationship. They those matter. pressures yeah. of outside the relationship, dealing with that shit and you bringing that shit home, that impacts. So you need somebody that understands that or at least is sensitive to that. So we figured that out real quick. I'm like, I'm not paying these motherfuckers for this shit. And so uh, that was the end of that. We I remember with some it was through Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went downtown, and uh, but that was that. And then with the divorce thing, I'm gonna keep it real. We have, I think maybe twice. Yep, it was and twice. It was twice out of the out of all the years we've been together, yeah, married I think in the early part. Yep. Then uh, uh, even maybe a couple years ago, pre-pandemic, when shit just wasn't clicking right. We just was was like I said, it wasn't nobody. It wasn't no physical, emotional. A, a abuse is just a, a person. I know with me, I wasn't being as attentive as I needed to be, uh, and, and things like that. And so, uh, and yeah. I probably could have been more reasonable. So, yeah, that's being so, real with it, you know, yeah. uh, being real, not to the point where I went and retained an attorney, right? Right, like it was that. just one of them things where it's like, hey, yeah, it, like, do we need to? Yeah, it was you, just like when we sat down, it was like we had more positives than negatives, because like I told her. I love her so much that if it's better for, if you will be a better person for me to leave you, then I'm willing to do that. And that was deep when he said that. I'm not going to lie. That was deep. If, 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 if what I'm doing to you, I would rather for us to break up before I have you going through some shit for the rest of your life and you don't want to do this shit. That's like, that'd be the worst shit ever. Mm-hmm. You'll really resent me then. You know what I'm saying? And then on the flip side, it, it made me pause and think, like, am I just being a bitch? Am I just being, you know, unfair? Am I, you know, being petty? Am I being goofy? You know, am I just, am I picking stuff with him? Because I'm going through other stuff, you know, because I, I, I have other stuff going on in my life as well. So it made me pause for a second and just be like, damn, you know. And I ain't gonna lie, it really kind of chin checked me. It was just like, Chicha, get your shit together. Like, you got a good ass man. Like, you got a nigga that would damn near die for you, will die for you. And you know this. Like, you didn't seen it. And you picking every reason to be indifferent. Like, girl, stop it. For you end up being one of these bitter single women out here talking about. By yourself, by yourself. Could. Right. So I ain't gonna lie, it was it was a check for my it was a check for me as well. So and I think we've evolved since then. So 
Yeah, you you go through that. And people who say they don't, they lying because you do. Mm-hmm. It's just how you handle. It's just how you just how you handle it. Uh, how do y'all feel about Simone and Jonathan? The world been talking about them and their relationship. You know, give me a little bit of background because I ain't gonna lie. I don't be really oh, into the okay. celebrity gossip shit too much. She should be on that shit. I don't be with that shit. You know, Simone so, Biles, she's the gymnast. Yeah, I know who she is, but I don't even know who a nigga is. Uh, he was so a, they, he was football a football player. player, right? Football player. At least he tried to go pro, I think, but I don't think he made the yeah, cut. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But they, but got they married. still worth millions, right? Okay. And Simone just one of them people that they they don't care. He's simple. Right? He's just simple. Yeah, and it's like I love you. They, you can see the love in their eyes and everything. She paid a hundred and some dollars for her dress. Her yes, shoes yes. was like thirty bucks, and everybody bashed her because it, they went to the courthouse and it wasn't all extravagant. And her edges once uh, slicked down, and her hair had you know, sweat it out. And it was just, to me, one of them things, like I said on a podcast, you know, give me a break. Here's somebody where you can clearly see their love. And so what? Because they don't want to share with everybody else. Like, when did we step away from the connection between the two of us, you know, and make this thing about the world? So they kept it private and y'all mad. That's that's, that's social media. That's exactly with the power of those people, those keyboard trolls. And so... Luckily, when we got married, social media wasn't out. Because some people may have talked about, who knows? We did our wedding in Miller at the Aquatorium for less than three grand. I remember that. That's everything. That was mm-hmm. everything. Dress, rental, the hotel rooms. And I thought we did a really nice wedding. It may have been a little bit more than three grand. We like, we, 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 put, we did it all. It wasn't no more than five. I say it wasn't more than 5000 We was broke back then, and we paid for pretty much everything ourselves. Yeah. So it wasn't more than 5000 And if I could, and i say this, and we always joke about this, if I ever go back in, in time, I honestly think we would have just had a private ceremony and just had like a nice little party or something versus... Um, putting all your money and effort into a I way. thought it was cool though. Like I said, my we you got your dress off eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made it work. Like, we had a bomb ass way. We did a rent. We uh we did our invitations. We did our save the day. We did our gifts. We did, we did everything. Our playlists, our CDs, everything we did ourselves. Like we we did the damn thing. Now I ain't gonna lie, we did the damn thing. Like when we when I look back on our wedding and I get pictures, I was Spotify before it was Spotify. Yeah, because I remember I made a playlist. Music. Yep, we, that's when they had the five disc CD change. I made enough music because it's an hour, two hours on each CD. I made enough music where I just play the thing and just let it rotate. Yeah, the whole thing. And I had I did that myself, so there was no DJ. Yeah, I was a, a his auntie manned the um the door and she manned the gifts and all that. So like, but no, nah, we had uh like I said we uh I was on the board at the aquatorium, so I got a a good deal on the rental. Um, I was working at the boat, so I got a good deal yeah. on the hotel rooms. Yeah, so <laughs> at the time, so did it. Yeah, and then at that time, shit, wasn't nobody getting married, so shit, people were just happy to see people get married. Yeah, it sure. and we had, like I said, it was outdoor. It was a nice ceremony. Yeah. Like all my family from Mississippi came up. Mostly all my family, minus I think like one or two uncles. I think, but it's, but... it's no different than what goes on right now with this prom stuff. What mm, people were doing exactly. stuff for the book. 
And so you got these yeah. really extravagant ceremonies now. Like like they said, they got DJs, like they like their parties now. They got live DJs and all types of shit now. And people are doing it for the book. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just getting a dress and making sure your daughter's beautiful and then letting her enjoy the night. It's now become about the parents. Because now the parents have to show out this is how I'm we should we, show we love we love our daughter by getting a fucking camel or some stupid shit like that. Uh, to impress people on the book and you, you get your little likes and then the next two days later for, nobody even remembers that shit. Uh-uh. Well, they can't pay their rent. That's well, exactly. true. That's true. But you know, going back to this, the Simone well, the Biles... Don't and, go to college. But, but going back to the Simone Biles and uh, Jonathan, you know, you do what you, you, you... They did what they wanted to do from the heart. That was them expressing their love to one another. So I I I wholeheartedly agree with what they do. You know, so like like Jimmy said, you know, everything now with with, with things is for everybody else. It's not even about the white. It's not even about the, the 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 man and the woman no more. It's about everybody else. And it's like when you really think about it, you spend all that money, and you don't get a lot of that money back. We know how black families are with weddings. Black families don't be handing over no cash like Italian weddings and white wins and stuff like that so you spend more money i'm gonna tell you this <laughs> you gonna spend i'm more about money. to put the motherfucking sanders family on black <laughs> i hope this is played i hope they hear this shit oh my god but them broke ass niggas oh i didn't god. even get a hundred dollars i had at that time my grandmama had 15 kids i think eight of my uncles was living all my aunties was living all them niggas, between all them niggas, I didn't even get a hundred mother. Did I get a hundred dollars from them niggas? Mm. No, I didn't. I know most of the money came from like my family. Uncle Woo Woo gave me 50. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Woo Woo gave me 50. And then between the other niggas, I didn't even get that. Them niggas didn't even give a, another 50 to match his 50. I'm dead serious. We didn't get shit back from that motherfucker. No. Um, that way and so if niggas they, we, you know I, I knew that coming in but I was like damn and them niggas came well, I had an open bar yeah. so them niggas at least drank $20, $30 worth of free liquor they should have gave me some and then this is the other thing and I'm not putting my dad on blast because I love him to death but I did not have the traditional father pays for a wedding I couldn't even convince yeah. my father to rent a tux so on my wedding day my father is standing next to me in like this old ass suit that he pulled from his closet which threw everything he got mad because that's why there ain't that many pictures of me and him or that cause I'm like man that nigga don't take no pictures of that nigga man he out here looking mm-hmm. like that old ass motherfucker uh, civil rights suit on he got and shit look like he yeah. marched with Martin Luther King with that motherfucker suit on I couldn't no. believe he did. I was mad as hell at him. I ain't gonna lie. Seven. I was mad at him for that, man. I'm yeah. like, man, why you? You the only nigga out here that didn't didn't fucking follow the assignment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. He shit. didn't. He didn't. Like he when he did give a gift, it was like because other people shamed him for not giving a gift, so he gave a gift. But it wasn't the you know like, hey, I'm happy to see my daughter get married. He yeah, all, all in the and no, it wasn't. Uh, and he had the money. Had the money. My dad could have paid for our whole wedding with one check and been done with it. But that wasn't that. That wasn't his stance. That wasn't. He wasn't. That wasn't his thing. So, yeah. But we mm-hmm. did the damn thing. Me and him, we did the damn thing with our wedding. So kudos to us. Yes, we did it. 
How it's do funny. you? Um, you know, it's funny. Um, Somebody just asked us to renew our vows today. Somebody literally just asked us, "When are we going to renew our vows and do a another wedding type thing again?" Well, I got a question <laughs> on here that said, "If you were to get married again, what would your vows be to one another?" So that's that's one of the questions. I was working my way down to that. So y'all can think about it, what y'all would say. Because I'm going to ask y'all again. But here go this question. How do y'all keep physical intimacy strong between the two of you throughout the day outside of the bedroom? Well, I know for me, it starts. It starts in the morning when he put on his cologne because I love the way he smells. I love the way his cologne smells. I'm not gonna lie. I even though I, I fake sleep sometimes, I love to hear him put on his cologne and smell <laughs> him walk through the bedroom and leave out the bedroom, and I still get to smell the cologne. So it starts with that smell of his cologne because I'm like, I know if I smell it, I know the women at his job be like, oh my god, he smells so good. So that that kind of starts it. Um. I don't know, because I think every time, like today when I saw him, I was like, hey, sexy man. Like, cause to me, he's sexy. So, I, I just, I still like him. He still look good. He still <laughs> do it for me. He still do it to me. So, I still, we still, I mean, you know, the, the physical is, in, is important, and we together, we mesh very good physically. So, you know, um, yeah. Sex does keep you happy. It keep you in a happy spot. So we just and, and he knows I'm physical. So I'm always touching him. He knows that. Like I literally walk up to him and be like, "Give me a hug." You know, I literally walk. I'm always touching his booty. I love his butt. So I'm always touching <laughs> his butt, which he hates. He's I, I objectify him too much. So I always be, and he's the same way with me. He he always telling me I look good, and you know. So I think you just. Well, for me, I think intimacy is not just physical; it's mental too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the it's the, it's the mental things that it express because I'm not a public display of affection. Dude. No, that's, that's not what I do. <laughs> so, but uh, I believe it's just you know um, it's the little subtle things. Like you don't even have to always be sexual because the little subtle things will lead to those things. Like mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying. And so it's like, you know, you know that a, a person like today, I just happened to be, I was making a run and um, and I stopped at this, I was stopped at this restaurant for lunch. And I know she likes these ices that they get. And I just happened to be close by a job. So I said, you know what? She probably, it's Friday. People say probably like this. So I said, you know what? Let me uh, take them over there and surprise her. And so it's just those, to, to me, it's those little, it's the little subtle thing. It's not doing it on the birthdays. The thing, the days that you expect the person to do it on the anniversaries and shit like that, or when we going out of town, you know, those, those things are almost, almost like expected. But mm-hmm. to me, the intimacy thing is, it's the little subtle things, uh, getting, you know, uh, a text message or email uh, you know, just just you know, telling you, you know, just uh, affirming you as a man or a woman in a relationship. So to me, it's the intimacy is not just the physicality, uh, uh, but also the, the mental aspect on a day to day basis or what have you. So that's that's what it that's what it is for me. So whose idea? Although Jimmy already told us, 
was it to get the strippers? Um, you know, this is funny because people, you know, <laughs> I tell you this, I I am very comfortable with myself as a woman. I like seeing strippers. I like seeing women. Uh, w- women are beautiful. They have beautiful bodies. Um, so it was my idea. I I was just like, I don't know. I don't even know how I even came up, but I, I know how I came up, but. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like, hell yeah, let's do it. I tell you this, it goes back to what I said earlier, man, about communication and being straight up and not lying. So these are conversations. So when she made that idea, it wasn't like it was shocking. Because these are things that we've already enjoyed with one another throughout the years. Mm-hmm. We just happened to do it at the boom boom room, and that that was one thing. My well, a couple of my homies said, like, if y'all niggas really knew Cheech and Jimmy, like, y'all already know how they get down. Like, this is nothing new. They just y'all just got invited to the show, right? That's right. all that was. We always and so that's that's what it was. We've we've done those things. We just happened to do it and invited people to it. So it was my exactly. birthday, me and my homie birthday, and I remember we were sitting around chilling. And we trying to figure out what we're going to do for our birthday. And, you know, this is coming off the pandemic. And we want something, you know, just to get people together. And teacher was like, shit, y'all need to get some dances. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened we knew a couple. And we didn't want nobody local, you know, something that people mm-hmm. can always see. Mm-hmm. So we got some, so we got some, uh, some young ladies um, that was from out of town. And, you know, the rest is history. Yep. I think I don't give a fuck what a nigga say. We had the best because people was like, I know for a fact because I seen the motherfucking views on them videos. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I know for to the point when we went to the strip club in the and that we known they know who we are. Like them motherfucking, mm-hmm. like they them 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 dancers know us. Like they like oh them right there. Yeah, we know them. We heard about you niggas what y'all do and how y'all get down there. So. And yeah. then I'm not gonna be honest. From a woman's standpoint, I like to see him enjoy himself. He likes he like. I mean, what men don't like looking at women. So for me, it's it's a no brainer. And then it's like, and this is the funny thing I tell people. I say we have dancers. We're not having an orgy. Like I don't know what people be having in their head. Like we're not over here mm-hmm. having sex with all these women. No, it's just purely entertainment. And, and I like to see him do that. So I've done it a couple more times, even for. Um, uh, other occasions, you know, we I've bought dancers again to to just because I, I I just I like him to enjoy himself. I like it too. So it's just yeah, you gotta be willing to have fun. You can't be out uptight. I, I think you the other thing for uptight. me with her doing it was that uh, like I said, we invited other people, and I think it was important that they seen Chicha had uh, vetted it, and she had gave the okay. Because that allowed other women to come as couples, mm-hmm. and then they can enjoy. They like, oh, like, because it, it took the mystique away. Because they was like, damn, shit, I see now why these niggas enjoy. Because damn, look, I mean, like, wow, okay, exactly. They, like they see it, then they see the money, and then people was having a really good, good and time. Then, and then it wasn't no raunchy shit. It was a mm-hmm. real classy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, environment, like I said, people enjoyed it. Good vibe, good energy. And that's what I wanted. I wanted. Uh, from the get go, because you know, like I said, we frequent, we go to strip clubs, and you know, the best ones are the ones, uh, the ones we go to. It'd be mainly a lot of women in it, because the vibe, the vibe is different when you have that that feminine energy. And so for me, I didn't want a lot of hard legs in here because 
it's a whole different type of environment. The niggas don't, you know, I'm just saying, it's a whole different, because when you got a lot of women here, niggas now, they want to spend money. They don't want to look cheap in front of a woman. The other thing, when you got feminine energy, it's safer because they not, because they want to be safe. So it's a whole different atmosphere. So it was important for Chicha to have that, um, you know, like I said, for her to the okay it. And then we went from there. And then shit, it was so good. We had a Father's Day one and then we did some other shit. So <laughs> <laughs> we got so good. Laugh. We was flying them in from Atlanta. I mean, it was crazy. We did the, we had brought in some from Atlanta. It was because they had heard about it. So we was able to like, dang, you can make you can make a bag like fucking with these niggas. So and we don't fuck with broke people. So and that was it. What's the wildest thing y'all have ever done? Period. In general. Oh shit! I don't even. I'll type. We didn't. The wildest thing we never done. All types of crazy shit. I don't know. From four twenty fest to. Birthday shenanigans. Uh, I mean, tell us about the, on the beach. Uh, 420. I mean, shit. Last, th- this year was cool, uh, but last year was the best one because it, it was really more so because of the, the weather cooperated. This year was cool. It was like mid 50s or what have you, but last year the weather was just absolutely perfect. And uh, I mean, everything just lined up. And we just had a really, really good time. Cause you didn't like I said, you had a different stage in life financially. So whatever the fuck you want to do, you can do. Like, look, I mean, that's that's a really good feeling to like you wherever you want to stay, wherever you want to eat, whatever the fuck you want to do, you can do it within reason. So that that was that. And then one of the things, it was a bucket list thing that we did. Well, Chicha didn't know about it, but we went to uh you gotta look it up. If you love live music, you have to go to Denver for a concert at the Red Rocks. The Red Rocks concert venue is inside of a fucking mountain. I can't describe it. It's absolutely beautiful. It's up in the mountains. And so as it's getting dark, the sun's setting. You see the city lights behind the stage of Denver. It's like some epic shit. And then because of the way it's it's in the mountain, the acoustics for the, uh, the music is just off the chain. So we saw E-40, Too Short, uh, who was E forty two short Cypress Hill, Ice Cube, and so that was the four twenty. That shit was all we got so fucked up. Um, at that at, at that motherfucking spot, it just didn't make no sense. I mean, that shit was just like epic. Bang, yeah, that shit was epic. You gotta smoke in the mountains. You gotta like. Yeah, <laughs> so that shit was a whole different experience yeah, at that four twenty and them. And yeah, we've been going for five years now. One year though, we we skipped. Then when we went to San Diego, but yeah, we've been, well, that's what we do. So, uh, every year we, we've been doing that. So, yeah, we are almost done. I got a couple more questions. What's the best advice you've ever received as a couple? It's easy for me to one of some of the best advice. And I, and I tell a lot of guys, this, a lot of black couples, this, the number one reasons why relationships fail, I look this shit up, is because of finances. It's not because somebody beating somebody, cheating, all that. The finances lead to causing all that other shit. So for us, you niggas, niggas got to put all of the money on the table and niggas got to do joint accounts. Too many couples, too many relationships, 
people got their own separate shit. And so you got separate businesses being ran in your household. Remember I said earlier, you have to run your, your family like a small business. So don't get it twisted. Chicha has her own separate shit. I got my own separate accounts and all that. But we got main accounts where everybody has access to it. Everybody sees what's going on. They know what's going on. And I see too many black households where the finances are fucking jacked. And that's it starts with that basic shit. And then once you get that shit down, then you can you, a lot of other shit will flow because now you can see your money working. Instead of you having $500, we all got $500. Mm-hmm. That's the way we look at it. We never look at it like, well, I got $700 in my pocket and Chicha only got 100 No, we got $800. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So I think we that's the first thing. And an old white guy told me that. First thing he told me when I first, he said, man, I'm going to tell y'all now, get joint account. Get a joint fucking account with everything, all your bill, everything. Fuck all that. You pay this. She pay. No, 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 no. Get a joint account where all that shit is ran. And ever since we did that over 20 years ago, uh, the finances is cool. I mean, it's, this shit is ran. We, I mean, it's ran like a business. Um, for me, I I think the first thing I was told is just like keep people out your business, keep people out your marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandmother actually told me that. My grandmother was just like, keep your marriage to yourself. You know, don't don't go telling everybody. You know, marry folks' business is marry folks' business. It ain't for everybody to know. Like, just be careful who you you vent to and all that. Just. She ain't lying. Because I remember one time her daddy said something years ago. This was in the beginning. And he said, I said, nigga, you're not married. You can't even speak on this. And I didn't say, you know, he didn't take it. He said, you know what? You're right. And that was, it's, we never had no more problems <laughs> with nothing like that. Because he like, you weren't man, You weren't married. So I'm like, man, you you can't even really speak on this, man. This is, even if we young, do you, this is different, fam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keeping people out your marriage. Yep. What advice would you all give a person that's afraid to settle down? I mean, my question would be, what are you looking for? Like, how how many how many people you gonna have sex with? How many relationships you gonna bounce from? With at some point. You you just you want the 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 peacefulness, the satisfaction of just knowing that you got somebody that constantly has your back. That that brings a sense of calm and tranquility to you as a person, to at least to me as a person. That I know no matter what, if I ain't got nobody else, I know I got Jimmy Lee in my corner. If well, nobody else mm-hmm. I hear that, but the reason why motherfuckers don't this is not settling down, especially men or women. Them motherfuckers don't like they self. And so are uh, you what, going deep then? What I mean, they gotta they gotta deal they own because they gotta mm-hmm. deal with their own shit first in order to be attractive to somebody and be able to build with somebody. And so whatever whatever issues or residual issues they got in relationship, and that's men and women, because I know a lot of guys they got bad relationships with the mothers of their kids, and they let that sting them and define every relationship that they have with a woman thereafter. Same thing with a lot of these these ladies as well. And so because of that, they become damaged people. And so they need to work on themselves, whatever that be, whether it be mentally, spiritually, physically, 
uh, financially, but they got to do their shit to make themselves to be even a suitable mate or partner for somebody. And I know a lot of motherfuckers that they think because they got the money right, but then you're a shitty fucking person at the end of the day. You really ain't shit. <laughs> and so, but, and people feel that energy. Uh-huh. Or you got women, like, she's bad. She's fucking fine. She's like, no, she's not even a dime. She's 11. But then she's a horrible fucking person. So that so you're not gonna so they're not gonna attract people. They're gonna keep attracting the same sort of shit and they get stuck in that. So yeah, I don't know, man. But the relationship, I ain't gonna lie. Like I tell you, it's two things I don't fuck with is religion and relationship. I don't really get into that with people. I ain't gonna even lie. Because everybody is into what they into. And then when you're talking to people about relationships, they're going to only tell you 10% of the shit that's going on. And then they're going to only tell you from their vantage point to make them look like the victim. So I don't even speak on this shit. Do you, fan, whatever you went to, just long as it's not with Chicha. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I really, that's how I Okay. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck, fam. Yeah, that's real shit. life. Just don't come over here. I got niggas. I got niggas as pimps. I got niggas that got open relationships. <laughs> niggas as and the niggas be just like fam. You don't know their business. Like you thinking this nigga don't know that she is girl out there fucking up. Like they gotta understand it. Like stay in, stay out of grown people business, nigga. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I know a nigga right now who was talking about some shit. I'm like, man, you did. Like they know that she know he got a girlfriend. She know he like that. They got to understand him, G. Yeah. It's on them. He like, eh. like you sound like man. You get that's you mad because you can't do it. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> Chicha, how was it coming to hang out with us at the little project party we had? <laughs> you know, it was actually cool. <laughs> Because you know what the thing is that since I've been with Jimmy, I've all you I hear so many stories from so many different vantage points. But for me, it was just cool because like he said, I'm I come from that that family loving element. So just to see a room full of people that, you know, went through the trenches, you know, mm-hmm. came out how they came out, but y'all got back together and y'all had so much love for each other. Like it was just dope for me. But then the other thing is, it was just like, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, I was so high that night. I'm not gonna lie, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my I God. I was probably the only one that wasn't high. Look. <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going on? But no, it was so, I had so much fun when Greg got on that stage and started. He eat my boy up. Oh, I was like, Greg, get down, leave Keon alone. Look. <laughs> And yes, he was the police. He was like, "You gotta be the, you gotta be the uh, five zero. You ain't got no mustache." And like, right. in. I'm like, that nigga was the police too. He said he yeah, called him like, "Hey, yeah. you ain't got, you got, a, you ain't got no mustache." And then you got on new balance. That's how I knew you was the police. So honestly, for me, it was just, it was just really good to see, um, to see just. People in that element. And once again, I know this sounds weird, but I like I like seeing Jimmy happy. I like seeing him. So just to see him being able to, you know, lay his head down, just you know, get fucked up, and you know, talk about old stuff, old times that made him happy and stuff like that. It just made me feel good to be able to accompany him and you know be there. Then it was weird for me because a lot of people was like, "Oh, I know you. I know who you are." And I was like. <laughs> 
Okay, so okay. <laughs> so it was it was a real, I really enjoyed myself that night. I had a really good time. I was wondering why y'all ain't did it again since then. You know, because I'm all the way here and I was telling Jimmy, I said, you know, that was a lot of work that, that went into it, you know, being here and I ended up meeting um the guy, the owner to the little place through my cousin Keita because she do comedy up there and so I came in town for a funeral a couple years back and they was doing a comedy show and I went in there and then I was like you know what how much you gonna charge me to rent this out you know I think I'm gonna throw a party <laughs> you know and so we just kind of went through that like that because Keon the one that was up there doing comedy he ended up being a DJ and y'all know my brothers and stuff is the police mm -hmm. so it was just like trying to put all the little pieces together just to make sure everybody was safe, it was a good environment, and that right. was okay, so, but, yeah. Well, that, that was just that. really, like, a spur-of-the-moment type deal, and people is, like, still mad at me, like, you ain't tell me about it, somebody could have said, and I'm like, I know, but, That's you know, all I heard, that's that whole, yeah. up into, up that whole week up until that event, that's all I heard was, because if, yeah, if you party, weren't on social media, right. you didn't really know. It was that's all I kept hearing. Like I can't wait to the part. I was like, okay, okay, we okay, we gonna see, okay. Well, we gonna that try to do something, man. Maybe we have to bring that back. Do like a whole weekend event, so that way people can come in town for it. Do like a picnic or some shit like let that. Let me know, and I'll definitely yeah. help out. Cause I know yeah. Dora Miller be doing that shit. Uh, Ivanhoe be doing they shit. Delaney do they shit. So we need to do something. We need to do one. Yeah. Even Con even Concord got a whole day that's like they do they shit religiously every August. Concord. So yeah, <laughs> that shit be crazy. I went over. There. I ain't going to that no more. I ain't never been around so many vice lords in my life. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> all right y'all last question a couple decide that they're going to end it all together by jumping off a cliff right at the point of jumping the husband doesn't jump but the wife does as the wife plummets down to the bottom she opens up a parachute and lands safely at the bottom who betrayed who the husband betrayed the wife because he was supposed to jump. If the if the pact what we made is that we both supposed to jump, then and the husband stopped. He he betrayed that pact. He betrayed the trust. Nah, but I the think wife had, but the, the wife, no, had the, a wife the wife the wife uh, betrayed the trust because that nigga man just flinched and got scared. Her shit was premeditated. She already <laughs> thought that whole motherfucking scenario out. <laughs> And like fuck this nigga, you know what I'm saying? So that motherfucking wife ain't about shit. How he think? How he think? How he think? Well, I'm saying she had a whole parachute teacher that. She like fuck this nigga. She gonna order that shit off Amazon and all that shit. Oh my god. Okay, you got a point. You, you sway my answer. You sway my answer. Okay, she betrayed him. Oh, that is. So, funny. <laughs> so here goes some takeaways from all of this so the takeaways is is to communicate with one another um stop lying in a relationship be open and honest health and wealth you cannot function in life period without it 
You can't have, you know, one and don't have the other one because you're going to mismanage somewhere and end up with money but sick, right? Or, you know, the opposite way around. And so, Chicha said, don't be petty with the pussy. (laughs) And then focus on what you can control. And then keep people out your marriage. Keep people out of your marriage. And so, those are the takeaways. I want to thank you all for coming on here again, for being open and honest. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. And just, you know, causing people to think. Relationships aren't easy. And again, you not who you are in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. And if you are, something wrong with that. And maybe that's why your relationship is struggling. And so one day, I believe y'all going to start a podcast. And I'm going to be oh, yeah, an I just, I just We are. We are. <laughs> we are. So I tell you, we, I'm telling we on the countdown. I want, after August, everything pop after August. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be an active listener. And so on that note, if you're hanging out with me, I'll hang in there with you. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>